Good evening. Good evening. <laughs> Welcome to New Year's Eve 2021 on the ushering in of the year 2022. Uh, we want to welcome all of those who, who came in on this cold night and all of you who are joining us in by way of the internet. We want to welcome you. We have uh, some visitors who came in, who dropped in. We, have, uh, we want to welcome those and we want to welcome the regulars, everyone alike. We're happy to be able to gather this way um, just as we usher in the new year. In the past, we've been able to enjoy a hall function. We've been on a slightly more casual level where we have a potluck supper. But uh, much like last year, because of all the restrictions, we've had to just change the order. So it's not as casual, it's not as much interconnected, but we want to make it um, a time of liberty, a time to um, just gather together, thank the Lord. I know the world has a way of celebrating things and doing things. Well, we want to also rejoice, maybe not in the way the world does, but we want to thank God for his faithfulness. We want to thank him for everything that he has brought us through this last year. So tonight, our order or the program will be much like last year, where we have some singing we have some specials, some testimonies, we have some videos, and it won't be so much preaching, but some exhortations. We want to encourage you. We want to reflect on the goodness of God. We want to participate. So I, I'm going to ask you if there's a song or something, use your hands. And uh, you, you can use your hands to clap together to stay warm if you're cold. But uh, I remember it was many years ago. Is, is Brother Greg Wackelchuk here today? Is he here? He's not here. I was coming up to church. It was a cold January morning, and Brother Greg just said, isn't this great? And I said, what? He said, mosquito-free environment. <laughs> and I go, yes, that's true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> well, last year we had, um, uh, this last year has been difficult because we've had the... Um, presence of the coronavirus around the world, many restrictions. We haven't been able to fellowship. We haven't been able to gather with one another as much, nor have we been able to gather with believers around the world as much as we would like. But tonight we want to do that a little bit. We want to connect you with one another here, but also with some brethren in different places. So we've got some singing, some testimonies. We've got some video clips. We just want to allow the Lord to have his way with us. So I'm going to invite our brother Michael to come and lead us in some songs and worship. We'll just have a little bit of a program going, and let's just have a good time in the Lord tonight. Brother Michael. Amen. How many are glad to be in the house of the Lord tonight? Amen. It's good to see everyone here. Amen. This is a season of worship. Let's worship him tonight and sing that song you were just playing there. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. Let's all stand as we sing that. Amen. The name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run into And they 
happy days that changed my heart and Well, may this goal bring heart rejoice and tell its wrath to all of Brother Hildebrand, if you'd come up and open in a word of prayer, we'll sing that song as our brother comes. I feel the
Heavenly Father, we're thankful for the pull in our day that you've given us with the Spirit of God through the Word of God. Lord, that we, didn't, we did not call ourselves, you called us to serve you in this age. And we're so grateful to be gathered together as a body of believers this evening. Not so much to have a preaching service, but to just to fellowship and, and to hear the testimonies and to be just to end, end the year in your presence. We don't know what the tomorrow holds, but you know who holds tomorrow. We ask that you will be with us in a special way tonight. Bless this evening. Bless everyone that, that takes part in it. May the Holy Spirit give us direction for the year that's coming. We, we love you, Father, and we ask that you will just prepare us. For, may, may, may our whole lives be, be in force of, of the rapture. That's, that we, you will have your way in our lives and that we'll be living for the rapture every, any day. We don't know whether it'll be this year or maybe it'll be this year. But Father, we love you and we ask that you'll prepare us for that. In the name of Jesus Christ, we ask this. Amen. Amen. You may have your seats. Amen. Years I spent in vanity and pride. Amen. At Calvary. Amen. Sorry about that, brother. Amen. Sister Joanne, if you'd get ready to sing for us right after that. Years I spent in vanity and pride.
I was dead like Lazarus, but I heard the voice of Jesus call out to me. It broke the seal, the stone was rolled away. Now I'm walking in newness of life. Yes, I'm walking in the resurrection, walking in the body change. I'm walking with Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm walking in the resurrection, walking in the body change until I take that last step like Enoch did. Quickening power is already in me, and it will manifest itself. But I must know the day that I'm living in, recognize who I am, go through the open door. Yes, I'm walking in the resurrection, walking in the body change. I'm walking with Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm walking in the resurrection, walking in the body change until I take that last step like Enoch did. My soul has already been I am sitting in heavenly places, aligned with my theophany. I'm not looking for a rapture, I'm walking into it. Yes, I'm walking in the resurrection, walking in the body change, I'm walking. Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm walking in the resurrection, walking in the body change until I take that last step like Enoch did. The wave sheaf has been accepted and now baked into the loaf for mature Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm walking in the resurrection, walking in the body change until I take that last step like Enoch did. Yes, I'm walking in the resurrection, walking in the body change. I'm walking with Jesus Christ. Yes, I'm walking in the resurrection, walking in the body change until I take that last step, like Enoch
Wonderful. Well, I got the mic working. I haven't got the mask and thing. <laughs> We're going to get that to happen. You know, there's a quote Brother Branham would talk about, and he'd say, um, I believe he would call it, and he would say, if you have any trouble, walk with Jesus. If your neighbors don't like you, walk with Jesus. If there's issues in the church, walk with Jesus. And we have an example. There was a man in the Bible named Enoch, and he walked with God, and he was not. So let's just walk with him. Thank you, Sister Joanne. That was a blessing. Wonderful. Uh, I had a brother scheduled who was going to come and speak for us, but he, um, he just decided to be safe just regarding some maybe potential symptoms they had in their family, so he's not here tonight. And at the last minute, I asked Brother Marion if he would just come and say a few words. Brother Marion uh, went through a bit of a trial this year. We all went through it with him, and we prayed for him. So, Brother Marion, if you can just slip on up, and he's just going to just share a few things and a few thoughts about that. Come. God bless you. Brother Ed texts me 20 to 6, so I just wrote a couple notes. That's all I had time for. Anyways, uh, I guess it was September 9th, on Thursday, which was a Thursday. Um, the health center at work called me up and said you were exposed to a potentially COVID patient. And they did prove uh, positive. So I went home, and by the weekend I was so sick. I've never been sick like that in my life. And I had shortness of breath. My head was pounding. I had lots of other issues. Um, anyways... Um, that happened Thursday, and then Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I was so sick, I couldn't even go get a COVID test. I went on on the Monday, got a test, and then Tuesday, I was deemed positive. And Alberta Health, a nurse called me from Alberta Health and said, just started talking with me, and she says, you can't even talk a straight sentence. You, you, you can't even talk. She says, I'm calling an ambulance for you right now to go to the hospital. Like, like she obviously knew the symptoms better than I did. Um, so anyways, that night we called the ambulance, and I walked to the ambulance, I barely walked, and my oxygen level was at 83. It's supposed to be 95 to 100%, so they said you were just about shutting down. And uh, anyways, I ended up going, they rushed me to the Sherwood Park emergency, which then they, from there they rushed me to the U of A hospital, and that night I was in the, in the ICU. Um, in, that, in, in the ICU unit under a full, like full oxygen. First I had just the little tube in my nose, but that didn't really help because my lungs were full of pneumonia. And I don't know, Brother Ethan, if you could put that picture up. The top of my lungs are black. It should be black all the way down, and it's not. They're just about full of fluid. So that's, I couldn't even take a breath. I could hardly breathe. Anyways, you can take that picture down, I guess. Um, and one of the instances I remember, some of it's a bit foggy because things were happening so much. And when you hear in the news how the nurses and the medical staff are stressed out, they are. It's not, they're not spinning a story. They're not doing anything like that. I was there when uh, I think that night there was like three or four what they call a code blue. And a code blue means somebody's dying. So these nurses are running like bees to honey to each room when they call a code blue, one, room one, two, three, room two, room four, room 10, 
and one of the rooms was right beside me. Well, I'm under full oxygen, and you can hardly breathe because it's just blowing at you so hard. And it was the room next to me, and they were in there for probably two or three hours. Well, I'm praying for this person who's beside me in the next room, and I try to look over, but they had the blinds closed. But the next morning, the person was there, but they were sleeping or, or either out, I'm not sure, but anyways. Um, but the one thing I won't forget is I had a nurse that was just a small lady, but tough as nails and really rough, just super rough on, on probably everybody. But um, my, I had a stint in this arm here, and the stint was to, um, was to check for blood pressure and whatever else they look for. And I started to blood clot. I blood clotted there. I, I was starting to actually shut down a little bit. And she started to massage that, that stint. And I didn't want to say, hey, you're being pretty rough on me. Like, this hurts, right? I just said, you're pretty strong. And she said, looks at me, and she goes, I've got to do my job. <laughs> like this. So <laughs> she knew exactly what her, where I was going with that <clears throat> statement. But uh, otherwise, uh, they tried to find blood. They poked me here, poked me there. They, nothing was happening, so they... They, they eventually stabilized me, but, uh, and then it wasn't much fun when the doctor walks in around that time. He walks in and he says, listen, he says, 40% of the people that go on the ventilator die. And I'm under full air saying thanks, you know. <laughs> I don't know if he heard me, but, you know, it wasn't, wasn't good. But anyways, I was in the ICU for a day and a bit, and uh, I went in on the Tuesday, and eventually I went back into the COVID unit, um, and Friday, that um, the Lord was starting to work with me, and I had lots of time on my hands, obviously. Um, I, was, I had my phone, I had my earbuds, I'm listening to messages, and um, I could feel the, the presence of God in my room all the time. And the, it was at that point when I was in the ICU, like I didn't really feel scared at, at any point, just that one point where it was when their nurse was all over me trying to get... Uh, like I was clotting and she and failing, and she was trying to resuscitate and get me going again. But after that, like I didn't feel any fear or nothing. I just felt the presence of God. And then Friday, the I had two um, uh, physiotherapists take me for a walk. So they, I was on, I had a walker. I was under oxygen, and they put a belt around me and just led me, helped me walk up to the edge of my room to the door. And by the and I just walked out of the room. And I had to turn around and walk back because my oxygen levels were just, just fell through the floor. So I had to go back to bed. But over that whole weekend, there was um, a special meeting, Youth Without Borders. It was a church in New Zealand. Brother John Andes was preaching that. And of course, I had time on my hands, so I could stream it at any time of the night. Well, I, did, I just streamed it on YouTube. I didn't go on the Zoom. Otherwise, they'd have seen me, which I didn't look that good. <laughs> but, um, but the Holy Spirit just... Just, just was in the room, and all that weekend, I didn't. Eventually, I didn't use the walker. I didn't use oxygen anymore. If I had to get up and use the washroom, and by and that was Friday, I couldn't hardly walk out of my room. By Monday, I walked around the whole ward for them unassisted. And Tuesday, I was going up and down stairs, and then they sent me home on the Tuesday. So I was in for a full week. But um, I just want to say that the Lord um, really looked after me and helped me, and the. I could just feel the presence of God in the room, and, and I really appreciate your prayers and everybody who reached out to me, not just here, but from Germany, from the States, from BC. Um, I really appreciated that. 
um, I know the one thing the doctors, they said, you know, you're, you're our, like, they were really amazed at my recovery so fast over the weekend. And they, and they said, you know, you're, you're our six, a real success patient that we have. And like, they tried to take the glory for it. And I said, well, actually, I said, I had a lot of people praying for me. And they just kind of looked at me funny, but I just said, I had a lot of people praying for me. <laughs> so they, they, they had to probably admit that that was true because I don't know, maybe there is people that recover quickly, but I recovered very fast at that point. Um, and I'd like to say too, the day I went home to my earthly home, Sister Vera was the same day she went home to her heavenly home. But, uh, but anyways, I'd like to thank everybody for praying for me. I'm still recovering. This was my first week back to work that I actually went to work. And I've been off for just over three months, but the Lord is good to me. So just keep me in prayer. Thank you for your prayers. God bless you. Amen. Thank you for that. Amen. I believe the Lord was there. Amen. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised. Amen. And after that, Sister Susan and the children, if you'd come up. Amen. The Filipino children. Amen. Great is the Lord and greatly to be praised in the city. Oh, 
Amen. <laughs> well, we want to say God bless the, the young children, the parents, the musicians. Amen. I think that's a wonderful representation. I was just looking, and uh, a lot of them are in the Filipino community. They're all grown up, and they're all going to become musicians and singers and such. Amen. I, every time we come to the end of the year, we, we look at the church and how the church functions. A church doesn't just happen, but it takes people who commit themselves, who give themselves. It's been a challenge for uh, us in many different ways this year, but I, I do want to mention just a couple of groups of people. One is our Sunday school teachers, and uh, I want to thank them for the labor that they put in, and uh, we want to thank our brother Tito Jordan, our sister Elizabeth Stewart. We thank our sister Shelley Dole, sister Hannah Fasseratin, Rachel Whitmire, and Nancy Perizok. Let's just give them all a hand. And we say God bless them, and uh, we haven't been able to have Sunday schools regular all the time, but as we do, let's just do all we can to support them and, and pray for them and uphold them. I'm going to have Brother Moses come up here, if you can slowly make your way up, and as he does, I also want to just mention another group of people. They've already been put to the test today. That's the sound techs. They were put to the test in that last special. They were put to the test when I came up here fumbling around with this thing. But I want to thank them. I want to thank them for the labor they do. I want to thank our brother Jeff Dole. Brother Jeff, I really appreciate your attitude and how you approach it. You're a blessing to work with. Thank you. And also want to thank the others, Tim Nunweiler, Jarrett Dole, Isaac Whitmire, Andrew Malcolm. If I've missed one of you, God bless you. And at the same time, as I remember them, it's... It's one of those jobs that you don't notice when everything is going good. But uh, we, we've had it go good more often than we've had it go bad. So thank you, brothers, for what you do. And then at the same time, we have the brothers that do the presentation, the screen. And uh, we have, we have uh, Brother Danny Whitmire, Brother Ethan Hammermeister. We also have Sister Ruth Nunweiler. And last of all, he's not here tonight. That's Brother Mark Seratin. And Brother Mark is an invaluable resource to this church. He helps and assists us. He he's, goes in so many ways, and he does it in a wonderful attitude. And Brother Mark is uh, in Saskatchewan this weekend. They were hoping to get to Trinidad, but they canceled their, their um, time in Trinidad because they wanted to be somewhere where it was sunny. And we have sunshine here. So that's why we've had other people come in because they wanted to be where it was sunny as well. So we were thankful for the sunshine. But let's just give our sound techs uh, and our presentation techs a hand. <laughs> Brother Moses, I've asked him to say a few words, and he's going to introduce uh, our first uh, video. Come, Brother Moses. God bless you richly, and uh, just want to greet you in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ and this evening, and say uh, Happy New Year in a few hours, and God bless you richly. Uh, I won't be long, just want to 
First of all, thank the Lord for his grace and his mercy. And also wanted to just thank the pastor, Harold, and um, associate pastor, Brother Ed, and, and the fivefold ministry, Brother Andrew, Brother Maxwell, and Brother John. And uh, just we have been working together. It's, a, it's an honor to be working together, amen, for the service of the Lord. And I just want to thank the church as well for being faithful and working together for the Lord. Amen. We are one body. I just want to keep pressing on. Um, another request for Brother Ed, um, Brother June, uh, Pastor June from the Philippines, uh, through the contact of Brother Norbert. I thank Brother Norbert for that, for making that contact possible. We, uh, we have been in contact, and he has requested me to preach for them for a couple of services and um, through the Zoom and especially through this COVID. And we, by God's grace, we have preached for them. And he has requested if it was possible that maybe to do it in a regular pace, maybe every quarter, just uh, a service for them. and. Uh, I just asked, saying, whenever God wants uh, to serve, we'll, we'll just follow the, the Lord where he wants us to do. Amen. And I thank you for the prayers and, and for your support uh, through all the services. And as I understand, with the Philippines have been going through uh, many trials and the typhoons and the different things. But um, by God's grace, we see they, they still have the positive attitude and uh, always praising the Lord, and that uh, the grace of God is sufficient in all the situations. And that's what I just want to convey that message, maybe for the, for the new year as well. No matter what we, you have been going through, just remember God's grace is more than sufficient for every situation. You might not wonder why, why this, why this, but remember God's grace is always sufficient for all situation. If I can borrow the words of pastor one time at the end of the, the year, he said, uh, you know, many people who have been believers, but uh, they left the message, but the fact that you are still staying in the message, it's God's grace. So keep pressing on, keep pressing on. God's grace is, uh, is more than anything you can value, amen. Thank God for that. And brother, June, Pastor June had been greeting you all the time, so I just want to take this opportunity to, uh, for himself to express his greetings to you, to, to Pastor Harold, to Brother Ed, and uh, the whole church, and we thank Brother Norbert for uh, making us have this uh, video on time. God bless you richly. In behalf of the saints from the original faith assembly here in the Philippines, I would like to greet you all in the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. A very blessed year in service to all the believers in your church, to the end time message tabernacle. I would like to say God bless you, Pastor Harold. And also to the associate pastor, uh, Brother Ed, to all the ministering brothers in the church, to all the elders, the deacons, 
and the members of the board of trustee to the laymen and all the believers also to brother Moses a very uh, good friend of ours who used to minister to us also the year 2021 is a very difficult year for many of us we lost some of our loved ones I myself lost my brother I lost seven friends, all of them are message ministers here in the Philippines. Some of us lost our jobs, our churches are closed in compliance with the government health protocol. In short, the year is really dark, it's really hard. But the darkest hour before the dawning of the new day is the darkest hour of the night. So David was right when he said, Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. And one day, the sun, S-U-N, will rise and it will drive all the darkness away. But we are waiting for the S-O-N to rise in our hearts. We are waiting for the sun, S-O-N, the immortal sun, I mean the immortal one, and it will give way to the immortal season for us immortals. Uh, my New Year's prayer for all of you is the same with the prayers of our prophet, Brother Brennan. In his message, in his New Year prayer in December 31st, 1962, when he said, God, as we are approaching the death of 1962 and the birth of 1963, maybe we can apply that tonight or today, as we are approaching the birth of 2022, he said, May we be one step higher up the ladder until we can see Jesus and His program. Let this be our prayer. When He said, May everyone hear the Lord in prayer while the old year is dying and the new birth of the new year is coming in. May the old man sin and unbelief die out in our hearts and the new birth come in with the year 1963 but now 2022 like a rushing mighty wind that might uh, fill our beings and make us new creatures in Christ he said may you make us fit servants forgive our past bless our future bless the ministers bless the lady Bless the visitors, raise up mighty men, raise up mighty warriors of the faith. And then he ended with this prayer. Open this year, Lord, that hidden manna, that rock beneath the rock, that we might see the program of God. Cut off the pyramids of our life, put the capstone, Christ Jesus, upon each and every one of us. Brothers and sisters, may his great magnificent 
and holy blessings be upon us all. And may the fire of the Holy Ghost come upon us. May the power of the resurrection be manifested. Here, from here in the Philippines, we would like to say a very prosperous, a very blessed new year. And we love you with the love of the Lord. Agape. Till we meet again on the other side. God bless you. I know my Redeemer lives. Amen. Let's sing that song. As Brother Tim would get ready to sing. Amen. We'll just do the chorus, maybe. Will I know my Redeemer? a little boy I heard about the last days some morning when the Lord would come again I remember how the saints of old sang about his coming yes I didn't think too much about it then as I grew through the years I was planning for my future not knowing when the Lord would take us home. Now every day I live, I see these prophecies fulfilling. By the signs of the times, I believe it won't be long. In the east on a cloud, he'll be coming for his children. Monuments of sin will surely fall. I can see by the word that the day is drawing nearer. I'm not looking for the signs anymore. I'm listening for the call.
Take a look in the Bible. You'll read of war and famine. You'll read about when men will fall away. Two thousand years ago, upon the pages that was written. But I'm telling you, it sounds just like today. In the east, on a cloud, he'll be coming for his children. And the monuments of sin will surely fall. I can see by the word that the day is drawing nearer. I'm not looking for the signs anymore. I'm listening for the call. In the east on a cloud he'll be coming for his children And the monuments of sin will surely fall I can see by the word that the day is drawing nearer I'm not looking for the signs anymore I'm listening for the call I can see by the word that the day is drawing nearer. I'm not looking for the signs anymore. I'm listening for the call. Wonderful. Thank you, Brother Tim. I believe Brother Tim wrote that song. And uh, he didn't? <laughs> I, sure, I want to maybe just say thank you to all the musicians and the gifts. I, I really appreciate the, the gifts we have in the body and the musicians. I, I know we made it really difficult on Sister Angie the other day to, to play happy birthday for her own birthday, but uh, she, she was very gracious about that. But I want to thank every one of them and uh, the, music, the song leaders we have, and all the musicians. Let's just give them a hand for all they do. Can we sing that you are the words to the music? You are the words to the music. And you are the song that I sing.
We heard from a brother June in the Philippines. Brother Moses has ministered for him. I've also had a couple of other brothers from different places. I've got two video greetings from two different brothers. One is from Trinidad, and that's Brother Albert Green. That's the church that Brother Mark Suratin came from. And then I've also got a greeting from Brother Tim Ashong from uh, Ghana in West Africa. Let's just listen to this. God bless saints of end time message tabernacle. I do appreciate the opportunity from Ed to join other ministering servants in extending greetings at your all year's night service. Bethlehem Tabernacle do appreciate the relationship with end time message tabernacle through Pastor Brother Harrell over the past 40 years. We as a local church has been ever blessed by the ministry of your pastor. My visits to Ghana and Uganda confirmed the numerous reports of Brother Harold's role in stabilizing churches in the message of the hour. As God's prophet said in the message End Time Evangelism, paragraph 46, and when we are doing mission work or foreign mission work with the word of God, we know we are always in the will of God. And that has been the role your precious pastor have been playing through the years. And look at these books. will bring to us the memory of the role that End Time Message Tabernacle did play in the early years. On my last visit with you in 2016, our church extended a vacation trip for precious brother Harold and family at this stage of his life. And I just want to remind you that invitation still holds. Permit me to share one of God's prophet's thoughts as our New Year greetings in the message, Revelation chapter 4, paragraph 195. God's prophet said, and may this new year dawn with new hopes, bringing new thoughts, new revelations, new power, or everything. May it be renewed to us again, Lord of thy blessings and promises. We commit ourselves with our prayer into thy hands in the name of Jesus Christ. So the Lord richly bless you, the Lord bless your services, and bless us as the days go ahead. God wish you. God bless you, Brother Harold. God bless you, Brother Ed. God bless you, all the ministers over there. And God bless you, my brothers and my sisters, and to you believers, whoever you are and wherever you are, that you are hearing and connected. We thank God for how far His grace has brought us from the beginning of this year to this last day of the year. It has not been easy, but we've made it by His grace and we'll continue to press on to the mark of the price of the high calling of God. It is the grace of God that has brought us this far. And I just want to encourage you 
that keep looking up to Jesus. Keep trusting him. Keep holding unto God's unchanging hand. For faithful is he who began that good work in us and he will complete it. Remember, he is the author and the finisher of our faith. And he that started this work will bring it to completion. Trust in the Lord with all your heart and with all your mind. Fear nothing, for the Bible says, fear not, little flock. Be not afraid, whatever will be. Our Lord is our shepherd, and our Lord is watching over us. So, as we end up the year and looking forward to that which is before us, I want to say, may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord be gracious unto you. May the Lord lift his countenance upon you and bless you. May he continue to watch over us, keep us in good health, provide for us spiritually, financially, materially, whatever be in God to do for us, may the Lord do it. May he be gracious to us. Keep holding on and trust the Lord with all your heart. It will not be long and all will be over. God bless you and stay blessed. Shalom. I'm going to remember our brother Tim Ashong. Amen. We were, he was in America in uh, part of November and December. We were trying to get him to come up here. He had been in contact with Brother Harold and myself, and he was unable to get the visa to come, but uh, he just sent you a little mini sermonette. He's, Brother Tim and I have gone together overseas. He's a real evangelist. He's a real faithful brother, and we're happy to be acquainted with him. So he sends his greetings. Also, Brother Albert Green, he, uh, he mentioned the, the books that, that uh, he had seen overseas. We still send out books. And uh, again, this last year, it was a little bit more limiting, partly because of regulations through Canada Post. But we also see that there's other places that, that books are also being printed, and we, we rejoice in that. But we also want to thank our brother Tim Wackelchuk, who helps us with the book packing, the young people that, that work with him. At this time, I'm going to have uh, another brother come and uh, who had gone through a trial this last year. That's brother Kevin Ahenicu. Uh, brother Kevin's first great trial was that he got married and he had to wait for his wife to come here for over a year. And we had to constantly preach services that would encourage him and help him along the way. So, <laughs> but Sister Elizabeth, we're happy that you're here. God bless you. And, and brother, you're happy you came. You came and scarcely, I think it must have been just two months after you came. And brother Kevin had contracted COVID. He was in, in ICU. He was in a serious condition. And I'll tell you, when I heard that situation I just dropped to my knees and I started praying. And I know many of you were. So we're going to hear from Brother Kevin. Brother Kevin, just come on up. You, you just give your little greeting and a testimony if you can, please. God bless you. Happy New Year. 
So on um, September 4th is when I started getting sick. I, we got invited over to Brother McGill's and um, Spruce Grove for fellowship. But I, it's a busy time of year for our, the school board and I was uh, asked to work overtime. So I went to work on Saturday. Elizabeth went, um, I think the Brother McGill's daughters picked her up, took her to the uh, fellowship. Um, I went to work, sick, I was getting sick. It was getting worse and worse. Um, <clears throat> I went to um, pick her up that afternoon at the Brother McGill's. I kept my mask on fearing it might be COVID because I didn't know the, how I was feeling, what, it was just a flu or what. Um, I told Brother McGill, I'm sorry I can't stay, but I'm, I'm not feeling well and I need to go home and rest. <clears throat> now, Elizabeth was kind of wishing to stay, but we went home. Um, I, um, the next couple of days, I, it was it's a really busy time for the school board and we were getting kids set up for the busing and, and uh, we were asked to work overtime. So on, that was Saturday I worked overtime. Sunday I worked overtime, eight hours. And I, was, I lost my appetite. She would prepare me breakfast and I wouldn't even touch it. And that's unusual. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I, I, and that, that continued the whole week. I wasn't eating. Um, I, and I went to uh, work, come home. I'd go to bed, try and sleep. Um, so that was, and then Tuesday and Wednesday, I went to work at 5 a.m. My f normal start time was at 7 a.m. So I worked overtime there as well. Um, on Wednesday, my boss, looked up, looked at me, and he, he seen me with two hoodies. Normally I have a, a little fan at my desk, you know, and I have it going all the time, because I, I tell my wife I'm a polar bear. I don't like the heat. <laughs> and so this was unusual for me to be wearing two hoodies with my hood on, and it was September, it was cold. So he's like, are you okay, Kevin? I'm like, no, I said, I'm feeling sick. He said, go home. I said, are you sure? It's busy, and he said, we can do it. We can, we can handle it. So I went home, and then uh, the following day, I, just to be on the safe side, I'll, I'll go, I'll make an appointment to go get the COVID test. So I'm, Friday morning I went to um, the Northlands where they were having the COVID testing, I went and got my test. Um, Saturday morning, I got the result back positive. I, my heart kind of sank. I was like, whoa, this is not good. Because um, I, I was really skeptical of COVID. I didn't, um, I didn't really believe. And then I became a believer right after that. <laughs> so, but at the, at the time I was just being stubborn. And my wife could say, if you'd have went when I told you to go to the hospital, we probably wouldn't have been as bad. But I, I didn't go to, to the hospital right away. My friend has a um, oxygen reader and he put it on my finger. 
and my levels were 82, 83, and I think it was Sister Josephine Friesen was talking to my wife and saying, if his levels go any lower, his organs will start shutting down. Get him to the hospital. And when I heard that, I'm like, oh, okay. So that Saturday, I said, okay, you guys, call the ambulance. And the ambulance came. Like within five minutes of the call, they were down, coming down the hill. I'm like, whoa, this is it. I'm going to the hospital. I've never been to the hospital in all my life since I was a baby, or even in an ambulance. Uh, it was uh, surreal. Um, I <clears throat> went to the uh, hospital, the Royal Alec Hospital, and um, when I was there, the doctor was trying to bring my oxygen level up. I, he kept saying, it's not looking good. You need to be in um, incubation. And I'm like, no, I, I, I don't want to. I was, I was refu refusing, and, and I wasn't feeling any better. I was actually becoming kind of delusional. I wasn't really um, doing well. My mind, my body was sick. My body was hurt. Like Brother Marion was feeling, I, I, I never had gone through that before. When that was Monday, the doctor, he sat with me, you know, they do the rounds, come to my bed, and he says, you really need to go on the ventilator. And I knew I was sick. I knew I was really sick. And I said, okay. And he said, really? I'm like, yeah. It's okay. We just start telling the nurses, instructing them to get everything ready. And I said, just give me a moment. I want to pray. So I just kind of quieted myself and I prayed. And I said, Lord, if I have any sins, forgive me. You know, and if I did any wrong to anybody, forgive me. I'm, and if it's my time to go, I'll meet you in glory. I was, I was preparing myself because I, you know, I've heard stories like Brother Marion said, forty percent of people don't make it, and you know, I'm forty years old and I'm overweight. I was thinking this could be my um, undoing, but the nurse came and they put a. Um, the mask over me. They said, we're going to put this on and, and it'll knock you out. So I was lying there. They had the mask on. I was like, this is not working. Of course, it lights out. Ten days in coma. I didn't know I was gone for that long. I started waking up. Um, the, um, the nurses tried to wake me up. I'd only wake up for a little while, and I'd go back down. And, and in that time, I was really struggling with a dark, dark force. I, I can't explain it. Like, like um, I, I feel I was at that, that place where I was not going to come back. And I was praying in my, at that state, I was really praying, like, God, help me. And this is where I think the saints here and all over were praying for me. I, like Elizabeth was only here a little over, like I think she came here end of July and hardly really got to 
getting to know her and leaving her with our two foster sons to run a household in a country she doesn't know. I was, I was really struggling. So at that time, I was really trying to get back. I didn't want to leave her like that. So my, um, um, my health was getting slowly better and I would um, feel like getting better, but then the doctor was saying, no, you have to stay, your oxygen levels not get any better. So he had me laying on my stomach because the, the lungs would, would, was better for the lungs anyway. Um, and then he always had me sleeping at a 45 degree angle, which is really hard because I like to lay flat. And it was, it was really a struggle. When I, when I finally started coming to, um, I realized I had really long facial hair. Like, how long was I gone? <laughs> And my nails were long. I was like, I didn't, I didn't expect I was in the, in the hospital for three weeks. So, but um, when I finally came out, I was, Elizabeth would uh, FaceTime me with the nurse's help. But I was, I didn't want to talk to her. I was, I was saying, I told the nurse, if, if I'll talk to her, I'm going to start crying. And I don't want her to see that because I don't want to show her that. Um, emotion right now because I know it would upset her so we just you know we were just kind of FaceTiming to each other and, and finally three weeks to the day I went in that I came out and I just want to thank the, the brothers and sisters here who helped Elizabeth out by dropping food off cooked food, groceries um, and calling her every day, I don't think she would have fared so well if, if we didn't have the brothers and sisters here like we do. I'm so proud to be part of this assembly. Um, I thank you all for that. Um, I just, um, sorry. Yeah, I just thank for all the prayers interceding for, for us. Right, God bless you. Amen. God bless you, Brother Kevin. We appreciate you, brother, and thank the Lord that he performed a miracle in your life. Amen. Faithful one, sing that song. Let's all stand and just change the order for a few minutes. Amen. Faithful one, so unchanging. Ageless one, you're my rock of
Stella, if you'd get ready to come, please. We'll sing the next verse. 
I saw him overcoming through all the swelling strife until he crossed the threshold of God's eternal life. The crown, the rope, the scepter, the lake, the stone so wide. Book is open. 
mountain of Hebron Oh, where will you be, saints? Check yourselves Wonderful. It's good to have good singing. Amen. I want to just take a little segment here. We want to just speak a little bit about missions work. Um, we, we've been limited in terms of going the last little while um, overseas, but uh, as you've seen already, Brother Moses has been ministering via Zoom to the Philippines. Um, over the last little while, more currently, we had a few mission trips into Guatemala. Brother Tito um, has kind of helped us open that door a little into the Spanish countries and, and such. And um, we actually had a little PowerPoint from the brothers in Guatemala, but we're not going to play that tonight. Our time's going to be limited, and um, we were, we're going to maybe, Lord willing, do that either on Sunday or in a, in a forthcoming service. So... They had some comments, but uh, we also have the local brothers here, Brother Andrew and uh, Brother John and Brother Max and Brother Tito. They all are involved in a podcast that we use to get out, so I'm going to have Brother Andrew speak on that in a few minutes. And then we had Brother Marshall. Brother Marshall went out and worked with Brother John and did some street evangelizing uh, on Christmas Eve. We saw some photos of that, so I think we always need to spread the gospel, and uh, all I can ever remember from the moment I started attending this church was that it was a missions-based church, and that was because of Brother Harold, and uh, it was in 1990 that I went on my first mission trip with Brother Harold. We went to uh, several countries at that time and uh, went on a subsequent trip after, and so we went into West Africa, to Ghana, to Nigeria, to Liberia, which had just... Uh, come out of civil war. We went into Kenya, Tanzania, Malawi, also went into Ethiopia more recently in the last few years, into Ethiopia as a door that opened up, uh, Zambia, the Congo, and then two years ago we went into Uganda. And Uganda, if you, if you read the Faith Believers Faith Challenge Report that's put out by Cloverdale Bible Way, um, you'll, you'll always get an update. Um, Uganda has been a tremendous 
country of exponential growth of the message. And uh, it's, it's, uh, it's incredible to witness. I was there two years ago. Brother Harold had been there in the early years, and he established a contact with a brother named Brother Stephen Abali. And uh, Brother Stephen, for many years, has been faithful in that country. He is a very solid brother. I, I count him amongst one of the most solid brothers in the message anywhere. And I count him a friend as well. And subsequently, we've also worked with uh, Brother James Novondabande. Our church is still active in translations. It's active in printing. It's active in, in uh, distribution. And so I've got a little segment here. I wanted to play a clip from both Brother Stephen Abali and also from Brother Fred Kajinji. He's the one who... Uh, is the voice of Brother Branham on the radio. He's one that we became more acquainted with recently. It was two years ago that I went and I met these brothers, and they were a blessing. So I was going to play, um, I'm, gonna pl I'm, I'm going to play two clips from these brothers who send their greeting to you. They're very different brothers. God uses them differently. And then I was going to play a little clip from um, Cloverdale on, on one of their podcasts, and, and I... I told Brother Mark Surratt, and I said, I don't think we're going to be able to do it. It isn't going to work. And uh, so I, I, I felt that was just the leading of the Lord. And today I see that it was the leading of the Lord. Because one of the brothers from Cloverdale is actually here. And that brother was in Uganda just a little over a month ago. And so I'm giving him the opportunity to say a few words about his recent trip to Uganda He's, he's got one of three options. He can do it right now. He can do it right after Brother Stephen's testimony by video, or he can do it right after Brother Fred's testimony by video. I'm leaving him those options. How many would like to hear from this brother? It's Brother Tim Dodd. He's with us tonight. <laughs> so he's going to come up now. He's taking the first option. <laughs> come up, Brother Tim. <laughs> Tim came here for the sunshine. God bless you, Brother Ed. I don't know how you recognize me with my mask on. It's good to be here tonight. Actually, just briefly had an opportunity. Just It just came together that I had an opportunity to gather the majority of my family this week here where the sunshine is. And uh, so we did that. We made the quick decision, grabbed some flights. We came. It was last moment. But here we are, and we're glad to be with you tonight. So God bless you. And I'm so thankful that this is a missions-minded church. And Brother Harold Hildebrandt has always been a dear friend and a support to me over the years as I pastored in the north and always been an example of missions work, and we met a lot of brothers from overseas through Brother Harold Hildebrandt, Brother Harold, our dear friend there, and one of them was Brother Stephen Abali, whom we met here in the first convention. He was here, I believe, 1988, and I count Brother Stephen to be a dear friend. I could take a lot of time, and I won't, um, 
because it's not proper. I would like to give a greeting like Brother Harold would if he got called up and said, God bless you, it's nice to be here. And pass the microphone over. And, uh, but just by way of introduction to these two brothers you're about to hear from, what God is doing in Uganda is extraordinary. We don't have a, a word to describe it. We don't have a way to describe it that is adequate. As Brother Ed has just said, we were just there in November. I was there for two weeks. Uh, I took a young brother from Cloverdale, Brother Michael Ray, with me for the first week, and then I sent him home, and we went over to Western uh, Uganda with Brother James Navanabunde, and, and then uh, had had me I had a minister's meeting there, and just by way of testimony, uh, I had a minister's meeting there that we limited out because the meetings, because of COVID, were held to limit of 200 people. So we had 200 ministers that were all new to the message. There was no long-time ministers there from the message. These are all ministers that have come into the message with their churches in the last couple of years. And from, 200, from 2017 till now, um, I can't even put a number to it, tens of thousands, we'll say maybe 50,000 people have been baptized in the country of Uganda, and to God be all the glory. Amen. And I, I tell Brother Stephen and Brother Fred, whom you'll hear from, that the reason God is able to do what he's doing in Uganda is because there are brothers that are established in the ministry like Brother Stephen and like Brother Fred who, are, who have grown up over the years and God has uh, blessed that country with mature ministry that are able to carry this work forward and all we do is like what you do here. We just support what God's doing over there and how God's using these brothers. And I wanna say publicly that if it wasn't for your pastor that these brothers would not be the brothers that they are today. And because of your pastor, there's established mature ministry in that country that's able to carry this work forward and are reaching out. And, and we mentioned uh, Brother Fred, Brother Stephen, but there are many ministers around them whom uh, I know, Brother Ed, you've met many of them that work as a team and they're out every day in different regions of the country. And I was just there and, and uh, traveled four hours for one service. And, and then you, Brother Harold knows the routine and you travel three hours back and then you're going in a different direction and all of those sorts of things. And, you know, just to give you just a, a brief, brief comment. Uh, I just put a podcast out. We just put a podcast out and called it something about a story of two prodigals, uh, of just God supernaturally bringing two young men uh, to the light of the world. I'll, I'll tell you one story. Is this all right? Okay. I could tell it on Sunday. I wouldn't want to interrupt your preaching on Sunday. But uh, I'll, just, I'll tell you one story now, very briefly. Brother, um, Brother Stephen and I discussed, if you, how many of you get our podcast? I imagine there's not very many of you. Okay, we do have a missions podcast. It's all about missions work. There was a, I was talking to Brother Stephen about it. I said, you know, there's not many Ugandans that leave the country and immigrate to other countries. Isn't that right, Brother Harold? There's not, 
you know, we have a lot of Congolese. How many Congolese are here? A few. All right. How many Filipinos are here? There's lots of Filipinos. Amen. There's, we have lots of Congolese in our church, Nigerians, Zimbabweans, all kinds of... We've met Kenyans in our church, but not many uh, Ugandans. And he said, well, they like to stay in the country. We we're just talking about this. And I got home from the trip, and I got an email from a Ugandan that I didn't know that lived 10 minutes from me in Surrey. And what was happening in Uganda had come to them all the way to Surrey, and, and they wanted to meet us and, and hear about what God was doing because they had left the country about 35 years ago back shortly after Idi Amin and the war and all of those kind of things. Long story short, the, this man, his, he's the eldest, his youngest brother had been missing for 28 years, had been in the country of Congo, worked in gold mines, etc. Now he came back on fire into the western part of the country where Brother James Navanabundi is, and he was on fire with the message. After 28 years, he had disappeared. They had not heard from him. They had not seen him. All of a sudden, he had come home with this message, and God is setting his hometown on fire in the country of Uganda. It's an extraordinary story. You'll have to listen to the details on the podcast but when you hear from these brothers as they give their greetings, uh, as Brother Ed has already said, I have the utmost respect for these brothers, Brother Stephen and Brother Fred, both of them. God is using them in a mighty way, and they are, they're humble brothers, but they're sincere brothers and brothers whom I counted an honor to be laboring with them in a small, small things that I do in the kingdom of God, and I just say, God richly bless them, and God bless you here for all your support for mission work over the years. God bless you. Thank you, Brother Tim. Brother Allen, if you can dim the lights, we're going to play those two clips from these brothers. God bless you, pilgrim soldiers. We want to greet you from Jinja, Uganda. Uh, this is Brother Stephen Ivale with my wife, Sarah Ivale, and we are sending special New Year's greetings and uh, appreciating God for the grace that has uh, kept us totally connected together in fellowship with the Tabernacle in Edmonton, Canada. It's so many years since the 1986, and in the summer when we first met with Brother Harold, it has been a blessing. And Brother Ed, our Meister, since 1988, we've been together in fellowship. And we certainly appreciate the time you spent to come and visit us. We appreciate God so much for the grace that uh, we have found. Uh, maybe we can call it paper before you. We appreciate all that we share together. We appreciate the uh, purchase of the sound equipment and uh, making the church look beautiful. You know, we did all the floor of the church. And, you know, it was such a marvelous thing. It's so tired. And uh, we give glory and honor to Jehovah God for everything. There isn't much that we can say, but hope our heart greets you.
wishes you a very safe uh, journey ahead of us as we travel from time to eternity. God bless you. When the Lord permits, we shall meet again. Remember, brother uh, Ed, you are welcome back. And sister Leanne, there's nothing I can say, but God bless you for standing gallantly just close to my friend. May God bless you and bless all the saints out there in Edmonton, Canada. God bless you. God bless you. Shalom to you, dear saints. Uh, just feel blessed uh, to salute you in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Most especially you believers of the church in Edmonton, the entire message church. I bring my greetings from our country, Uganda. I'm called Pastor Frederick Chinji. As Paul said in the book of Philippians chapter 1 verse 3, that I give thanks to the Lord my God, every time when I think of you, yes, it has been less, a long time ever since we met there. When I visited you there in Edmonton, I will never forget the warm greetings that I received from that church the day I was with you there in the church. And I hope to see you soon. I will say in advance, Happy New Year to you. Yes, the old year has been a tough year. Maybe almost each family had lost someone. Or each family have had a person crossing over the other side of the blessed. We know that our storms are temporary and that one cannot stop us to continue in our Christian life. As the prophet said in the book Shalom, I quote, which was preached in 1964, uh, paragraph 2, the prophet said, we are not going to have a rear view mirror affair. A rear view mirror only looks back and sees where we have been. We are looking forward to see where we are going. See? That's which is in the past. Paul said, forgetting those things which are in the past, I press towards the mark of the high calling in Christ. And that's what we want to do. We will not look behind what we have lost because we will not bring it back. But because still God wants to use us in this coming year, we have to pick up courage. In the past year, we have witnessed many souls getting saved as thousands of people have believed this message of the hour and they have been baptized in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. These are people crossing from denominations, from different uh, their religions, come with the message of Malachi 4. And we are certain that this is not a group, a certain group whose work, but it is God's work around the world. I know you have been a blessing to us. You people around the world, especially you people whom I'm talking to now. Because our dear brother team always have been take, talking to us, telling us your labor, your devotion, in ascertaining us with things like books, supporting us with prayers. May the Lord bless you. As the prophet said in the same book, the book Shalom, which was preached in 1964, on paragraph 49, 
I, I quote this quote just for your encouragement in the coming year. The prophet said, the hour is here. If I would have been there before the days that the world was created and looked down and seen the whole thing, and the father had said to me, what day would you want to leave? I'd say right now, this is the hour. This is the greatest hour that the church ever moved into, just before the coming of the bridegroom. Oh, the real church of the living God ought to be on fire, burning with the light of the gospel, being vindicated among them. Rise and shine, for the light, for the light is come to you, the light of this day. Isaiah was the light of his day. Noah was the light of his day. Why? He had the word manifested. And the gospel, the Bible word for his day, is the light of the day. What a glorious time we are living in. Ah, thousands of God's people lived in their time happily, but they all focused in our day. We are living in the most blessed hour. I just want to say hello to you and to encourage you that fear not, this coming year we believe God is going to stand with us so that we fulfill all what was prophesied about us. Just know that the fear of man brings the snare, as it is said in the book of Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25, that the fear of man brings the snare, but whoever trusts in the Lord shall be saved. When the voice of God speaks to you, it comes with the courage. We are the people in God's economy. Let us this year put on the whole arm of God so that we'll be able to stand on our day. I just want to say shalom. I love you. I love you, our dear precious pastor, Brother Harold Hilda Blunt of the entire message church in Edmonton, Alberta. I love you, the co-pastor, our dear brother, God bless you. I love you people in North America and people around the world. Shalom to you. <clears throat> One thing I've heard over the years, Brother uh, Branham put it in the Church Age book, but the pattern that God uses is He has a messenger, and there's those under that messenger that are faithfully taught. And those that are faithfully taught, they go out with the message. And that's a pattern that our church has followed, and I, I'm grateful for the many, many brethren over the seas. And I, I don't believe we'll know now on this side what that benefit has been. As Brother Michael gets ready for a special... Um, and you're all you're getting ready. Uh, thank you, Brother Tim, for, for being here. Um, Brother Tim uh, had mentioned that he didn't have much time. I just want to say he's got more time on Sunday. Um, I thought I'd make up the schedule for uh, ministering and, and once the New Year's Eve meeting was over, and now I know why, because uh, I'm going to pencil in Brother Tim Dodd for Sunday morning. How many would agree with that? Would raise your hand, please. There we go. 
<laughs> Brother Tim, we, we'd love to hear more, and we'd love to hear you minister the word for us. So I know I just snuck that in on you, but you snuck in on me, so I can't help that. I think he's smiling or doing something under that mask. I don't know what he's doing. <laughs> it's a smile. <laughs> All right. Brother Michael. A baby in a manger Wrapped in swaddling clothes A little town called Bethlehem You know how the story goes The shepherds and the wise men Came to praise the newborn king God's gift 2,000 years ago Still makes his children sing And it's the greatest story Every time it's told From Bethlehem to Calvary's hill To the tomb where he arose It's the greatest story That never down through the ages the message of God's Son it's been told a million times every nation every tongue the gift of life eternal died for you and me oh it's the greatest story that never grows old it's just like the first time every time it's told from Bethlehem to Calvary's hill To the tomb where he arose It's the greatest story 
Bethlehem to Calvary's hill to the tomb where he arose it's the greatest story that never grows story, amen, that was ever told, amen. Amen. Just any day now, our Lord is coming, so our brother Andrew would make his way up, amen. Just any day, day now, our Lord is coming, He'll be returning for you. God bless you. It's good to spend an evening like tonight in the house of the Lord, isn't it? Amen. Sure enjoyed it so far. And uh, uh, I think my dad took at least half my time, so I'm down. But that's okay. Just to give you an idea, you know, as, as those brothers that greeted us, there's phenomenal brothers, but also Brother Harold and Brother Tim are They've been hugely used over there in a way that's hard to comprehend without going and it's still hard to comprehend. But to give you an idea, when you're over there, you have, myself, they always want to place you. Where are you at? Who are you? And I say, I'm from Brother Harold Hildebrandt's church. And half of them say, okay, I know you. And the other half say, I don't really know. And most of the younger generation don't really know Brother Harold very well. But then I say, I'm Brother Tim Dodd's son. They all go, oh, okay, I know you now. So if you know one of the two when you're in Uganda, they know you. And uh, it's a phenomenal thing, but I appreciate what God's done for them and through them. But I want to just talk and update you a little bit on the youth and on the podcast tonight. And as it is New Year's, and we're, we're sure looking forward to what the Lord has for us. Brother Fred shared, we're not looking in the rearview mirror of what has been, but we're looking forward to say, Lord, what are you going to do this year? And and the youth, though, they have been busy this year as it's, it's more than just the services and more than just we've doing it every second Friday night, but it's the friendships that have been formed and kept amongst the youth. And some have decided even to get married and perhaps move on and, or draw other young people in and, or travel to the Far East where they're at right now. And it's been busy for some of them back and forth, but we have a phenomenal youth group that we're more than happy to, to serve and to be in service with. And um, these things I want to say I, I do so appreciate is I don't always get an opportunity to talk to the parents about youth, and that is I so appreciate your prayers from the parents, from the grandparents, from the, the elders and those who don't even have children that just want to get a burden and want to pray for young people. Thank you, and God bless you richly because that goes a long ways. 
God sees those prayers and he answers them very, very speedily. And, but under the leadership of Brother Harold and Brother Ed, I, whom I greatly appreciate and respect highly, we, we have continued to have church services at the weekend or every second week, sorry, um, often welcoming visitors and having a regular attendance between 40 to 45 youth every service and they've been very very faithful and uh you know first peter would say in chapter in verse 22 of chapter one says seeing you've purified your souls in obeying the truth through the spirit unto unfeigned love of the brethren see ye love one another with a pure heart fervently being born again not of corruptible seed but of the incorruptible by the word of god which liveth and abideth forever and this remains our goal as the scripture was already shared, I believe, by Brother Tim O'Shong in, in Philippians, where it said, I press toward the mark. That remains our goal. We repress toward the mark of the prize of the high calling of the God in Jesus Christ. We're pressing to that. Whether we're young people or old people, we're pressing towards the same prize. We're looking for just any day now. Our Lord is coming. And... Uh, we certainly thank you for your prayers in that, and also for your prayers in this, the, the, the podcast that we've put together, um, that we've, has, has really been used, I'll say that, and the End Time podcast, I think, Brother John, it's amazing to me, if we just go to the next slide, it's amazing to me, about four weeks ago, we updated you, and at that time, we had a total download of 963 down, downloads, and now, just less than four weeks later, it's jumped about 150 downloads up to 1114 so i don't know if that's all of you but it's uh it's definitely jumped in the um being frequently listened to more and more and as the word gets out there so we appreciate your prayers and we appreciate that you're sharing the word and brother marshall who had the burden to go out and share and hand out tracks and just begin to talk to different ones about uh what god is doing and and i will say that that we've published 19 episodes episode number 20 is actually coming out tomorrow morning it's scheduled to be released so you can watch for that but um and then you can see all the stats there but approximately a third of listeners are from alberta nearly 40 percent are international which I'll, I'll repeat again is 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 more than what we ever thought really what this is is, is the podcast is a, a desire to be obedient to the leadership of the holy ghost because this is how we felt led to do it. So we thought we'd get behind it and see where the Lord would take it. And I can show you my, our chat group we have around the podcast is titled Local Missions, Youth, or Local Missions Chat Group, as is the title on it. And, and it's not very local anymore <laughs> because it's gone to 40% of our listeners are actually international. And, and, uh, and we've been listening to in six out of seven continents. We're still waiting for Antarctica to catch up. But the top five countries, of course, are Canada, the United States, number three is, is in Singapore, number four is in Spain, number five is in Australia. I was just in touch with Brother uh, Maxwell, who he's just over in Ireland. He's on his way back tomorrow, actually. And uh, he said that there's a lot of people there in the church talking about the podcast that we're putting together here. And, uh, and we want to just say we also have a burden on our heart that Lord willing... Um, we may start to translate them into Spanish for the believers down in Guatemala and in Central America. They've expressed a desire for that, and we're praying about that. We'd certainly cover your prayers and seeking the will of the Lord in, in that as well. Um, as there's brothers there that have, have said, and they've greeted, and you would have heard it in the, the 
uh, slideshow had we been able to have it tonight, but they desire us to come again and, and to be with, with them. And they've been so encouraged by the believers here, the prayers of the believers here, and by our support for them down in Central America. Where do you find the End Time Podcast? I just uh, will put this up here real briefly for everyone before we go into, because I, I, I have a, tonight I want to bring you, just in case you've never heard it or you don't know how to find it and you're wondering what it's all about, I, we have a, a short little clip, about two or three minutes long, to listen to that is just a little snippet of the episode that's being released tomorrow morning, actually. And, uh, but this is where you can find it. You can type this feed.transistors.fm slash endtimepodcast into any web browser. It'll pop up. You can access everything there or search it on all of the uh, podcasting apps you'll be able to find on your smartphones. If you don't have a smartphone, you can just go on the internet or whatever you like to do. Um, and this is what you see as, as we're back there doing it. I know the way Cloverdale does their podcast is a little bit different, but there's many ways to do it, and this is how the Lord's led us to do it, and we're thankful for every opportunity we have to serve the body of Christ. And our prayer in this still and every day is, Lord, if there be one soul, if there just be one, you know, this is for here. We see what God's doing over in Uganda, and we're so thankful we support that. But Lord, if there be one more here, would you bring it in here too? Amen. I'll let you, Brother Ethan, if you go to the next, and then I'll just, after that, say, God bless you, and may you have a blessed new year. Welcome back to the End Time Podcast. We've been in a little series on justification, sanctification, and the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Today, we want to look at sanctification. He's saying, to go there, you need to be cleansed. You need to be sanctified. So we can't just walk in the presence of the God just as, you know, there's a saying that say, you know, come as you are, right? And it's, it is true. You want to come to the Lord the way you are, and God is going to do the changing in you. But many times, you know, we come as we are uh, in, at the stage of justification, as John was saying as he ended up the last time to say, there is more to come, right? But we come as we are sometimes in ju justification, uh, and we just stop there. But we, we don't allow God to do the cleansing. If God predestined you and elect you before the foundation of the world, then he called you or justify you. So if he called you, he will sanctify you. He will clean you. He will fill you with his Holy Spirit. He will finish the work that he started in you. Just remember, nothing that, that we have done to deserve salvation, he paid the price. He shed his blood for you and I. He paid the penalty that we couldn't pay. You'll never find in the word of God where God ever said, I'm just going to start a new race. I'm just going to forget humanity and go on to something that's clean and has never fallen and has never sinned. But rather, God's program is to redeem back that which, which has fallen. Yes. See, the scripture says that by one man, sin entered into the world and death by sin. So death passed upon all men and that all have sinned. So we've all sinned. We've all come short. We've all been down in that ditch where it seems like we're dirty. How, how, how could there ever be anything good out of, come out of us? How could there ever be, how could God ever look at me and see something worth anything? But that's where it starts. That's when justification comes on the scene, the very fact that he calls you, the very fact that he, he brings you out of that situation and that he takes it 
and he begins to to clean you, to wash you by, as the scripture would say in Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 26, is that he might sanctify and cleanse it, the church, with the washing of the water by the word. There is a, a scripture that uh, really uh, m- make me think when I read it all the time. He says, uh, Hebrews 12, 14 says, Paul's talking, full of peace with all men and holiness, without which no man shall see the Lord. Very powerful scripture. In other words, we cannot understand the kingdom of God, or we cannot receive the revelation of who Jesus is without holiness. You see how important is holiness. The baptism of the Holy Ghost is different from sanctification. Sanctification is the cleansing of the vessel which is ready for service. Sanctification, it's only set you aside for service. The baptism of the Holy Spirit is the life of Christ coming into your soul. The sanctification is that that cleansing power, but the Holy Ghost now is, is the keeping power. It's good. It's the strong man of the house mm-hmm. that comes and stands at the door and says, no, that thing I used to do, I do it now no more. Yeah. God bless you. Amen. Lord, help me run in the race. Amen. After that, Brother Ed will come. Amen. Sometimes away down here gets rough. When I look at Satan's blood, it's then I'll rise on the wings of going to make this a watch night service, but we got a little bit to go yet. Is that all right? If you need to get up and just uh, stand up for a song or, or need to slip out, that's fine. But we just want to make you feel comfortable. Uh, we're, we, we don't have anywhere to really go. We're, we're going to make sure you have time to warm up your cars and go home. And if you want to, just however you spend the rest of the evening. But we got a few more things that we'd like to do. Uh, I know there's been some visitors that are here. We, we just want to welcome you, and there's some that we haven't met yet, but uh, God bless you. Nice to have you here, and uh, we just trust you feel welcome. 
Um, we've, we've had a couple of brothers that, that come here from time to time. We've had one brother uh, that, that comes here, um, and he's, uh, he's normally, he normally comes at uh, this time of year, and that's Brother John Andes. Brother, Brother John, we had invited him to come. That's a picture of him and his family. If you look at the most recent photograph, they've had snow in the lower mainland. And uh, Brother John lives on the Washington side. But uh, he's going to give a little greeting, and you'll see some snow behind him, and you'll see that he, he looks maybe colder than we are because we're used to it. He's not. But, uh, and then I've also got a greeting from another brother that we had invited to come a couple of years ago for a youth banquet, and uh, he couldn't come, and the Lord willing, we'd like him to come. We're not sure if it'll happen, but that's Brother Paul LaFontaine. So I'm going to play these two greetings for you. God bless you. I want to send greetings to your assembly, from our assembly and from myself and our family, Brother John and Sister Sharon Andes, Andes family and our little church, In Time Message Tabernacle here in Washington State. May the Lord bless you in the coming year, this new year of 2022. May the Lord bless you, the ministry, and your whole church. We love you from the bottom of our heart, and God bless you richly. God bless you, Brother Harold, and the congregation of End Time Message Tabernacle, Brother Ed as well. We just want to send a little greeting to you. And uh, we want to say thank you for the years of service to the message and the kingdom of God and also what you're doing now. We appreciate you all so much. And uh, this evening of celebration and just appreciation, we wanted to be a part of it and tell you how much we appreciate all of you. Brother Harold in particular, who has, uh, of course, I was birthed under his ministry, I think back in 1983, somewhere in there. And I was 16 years old and my life has never been the same since. And also, Brother Harold, your, just your love and your manner and the faithfulness to the message of the hour through the years and being a faithful pastor, we appreciate it so much. And we've been doing this for about 32, 33 years now ourselves. And I don't know if we could have done it without the mentorship of our brother and many other brothers who mentored me through the years. We're thankful for that. And we're thankful for the heroes of faith that have uh, stood strong. And so thank you very much. God bless you and your congregation. And uh, just wanted to sing a little chorus of appreciation to um, Brother Harold. My, my throat is a little acting up today, but I just sing a chorus a couple times in appreciation for you. It says, thank you for giving to the Lord. I am a life that was changed.
you very much, brother and congregation. Also, thank you, Brother Harold, for bringing in our memorial for my dad here a few a couple years ago. It meant a lot to us as a family, and also I know it would have meant a lot to him, and we appreciate that very much. God bless you. Have a great evening. Lord be with you all. We look forward to, if we don't get to see you before, we'll all see you and meet you on the other side. God bless you and be with you. I'd like to be able to have that kind of a gift, you know, just send a little greeting. Oh, and by the way, I'll just sing this little chorus right after. You know, the Bible says, desire the best gifts. I've coveted them, and I've just not even come close. <laughs> but uh, what are you laughing about? <laughs> Is that you, Brother Glenn, just laughing there? <laughs> That's okay. <laughs> we, all, we all know who, who we are. Any time that you come to a year end, whether you're in a business or wherever you're at, you, you measure things, uh, you take stock, and you, you look at where you ended up. Are you further along? Are you um, behind? Are you, where are you at? And in, in the business world, you would, you would do um, uh, an accounting, a uh, reconciliation. You, you would look at your, um, your total gains, your total losses, and, and, in every, and in everything there are gains and there are losses. And uh, the gains, I believe that we are, we're not just like a business, we are laboring for eternity. And sometimes a loss down here is a gain on the other side. So we can't just measure things by, by the life here, but we measure things with a much greater eternal perspective. This last year has been difficult. We heard Brother June talk about the losses they had in the Philippines, people that passed away. We had in our own midst some people that passed away. I'm going to put a couple of pictures up. We had Brother Reinhold Wild passed away this last year. He was uh, 91 years old, and, uh, but he lived a life, and his desire, he was tired, he wanted to go home. And I believe the Lord gave him that request. And it was Brother Reinhold passed away, and it was just after that we had Brother Joe Kesser who passed away. And Brother Joe had not been in church for a number of years. He played the bass in the, in the, uh, in the musicians, and, and he passed away. And it, 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 it happened, and he, he'd been missed, and, and I believe... But again, with him, he had come to a place where it was time to go on to the other side. And it wasn't long after, right in the middle of that, and Brother Marion alluded to it, but we had Sister Vera Draves pass away. And Sister Vera uh, also had grown tired. And in all cases, I could say you could view it as a loss, you could view it as a statistic, but I would just say God used it to bring them to their appointed place. And it was a gain in the end. For Sister Vera, we did a little um, memorial service. And, and unfortunately, they had done up a little slideshow. And uh, the funeral directors had done that. And we hadn't gotten it before. But I want to play just a little portion of that. Uh, Brother Lorne Draves, her husband, had gone to be with the Lord. Brother Lorne was, a, was a, a faithful deacon here in this church for many years. And Sister Vera just lived in the home a couple doors over. But let's just play this little bit. What will this new year bring? We don't know. 
But we know one thing, we know who holds tomorrow. So I'd just like to play a little portion of this if I could. I've still got another uh, couple of clips I'm going to put up here. 
Along with Sister Vera, we had some others that passed away this last year that aren't part of our congregation. You know, I was looking at those pictures of Sister Vera and Brother Lorne, and I saw them when they were younger. But I, I, I would say there's a reality to this message, we believe. There will be a resurrection. Sister Joanne, we appreciate that special that you sang. That, that's, a, that's a life that lives within us. This last year, Brother Roel Soriano was a brother who had uh, labored in the Philippines, was a soldier and a minister, and he passed away from, from COVID. He's standing together here beside Brother Ruben Romano. That's actually Sister Elizabeth's father, who's also a minister in the Philippines. But he's gone to be to his reward. There's another brother that passed away, and that's Brother Stephen Francis, pictured here with Brother Harold. Brother Stephen ministered for us just a little less than two years ago. I still remember the service that he came and ministered. He was a faithful brother. We don't know when our time will be. We don't know what this next year will hold. But we know, again, that what we believe, there, God has a time for every one of us. This last year, we also uh, were much in prayer for different needs. We saw God heal some. We saw God take some. One of those that we were praying for was uh, Sister Karen Pruitt. I want to just play, play a little clip from her memorial service, just about 40 seconds long, if we could play that. Misunderstood by a lot of people in reality. They were not the type that had to be heard by everybody. But I just imagine when she stepped out of that old ship of Zion and put her foot up on the bank and started running her hands through that bluegrass. And the Lord God sent someone down by the river. If she was able to look down, my hands aren't bruised. Her clothes declared who she was. Brother Tim Pruitt lost his wife. There's others here that know what that's like. But she's passed on. Brother, after Brother Donnie spoke that, the church asked a sister in Cloverdale, Sister Marilyn Chabernoff, that's one of Brother Biskel's daughters, to put forth a painting that depicted that scene. And there's the old ship of Zion, there's Sister Karen Pruitt, and they gave that as a gift to Brother Tim. And I thought that was was so nice and a good memorial. The, the reality of the other side, friends, I believe we're coming closer to it. And I don't believe everybody will do it, take it by death. I'm going to ask Brother Michael just to come and lead us in a song as we just slowly begin to wind down. Let's sing Beulah Land. Beulah Land, I'm longing for you, and someday 
I'll stand there my hope shall be eternal the land sweet
Many people come to New Year's and they look at it with a certain sense of dread. What's the New Year going to hold and what's, what's it going to do? And other people look at it and, well, I'm going to turn a new page and I'm going to do something. And Brother Branham is speaking in the message Shalom in 1964. That's in January, just after New Year's. He said, it's not turning a new page. It's turning to the Word to see what the Word promises for today, to see what the light of the day is supposed to be. We can take our news from different sources. We can take it from the secular news. We can take it from there. But I'm going to tell you right now, that's not going to give you hope. You can take your news from conspiracy theorists, and you can say, well, it's this and it's that. And there's an element to that that, yeah, I, I don't agree with the, the agendas that are out there, but that will not give you hope. But there's one place we can take the news, and the promises of God stand true no matter what the situation is, no matter what the time we live in. And I believe the promises, if we focus on the good news of the Bible, of the revealed Word, I believe that's when it comes to life and we can walk, we can pick up our soldiers. Brother Branham, pick up, Christian soldiers, pick up your swords. Brother Branham would say, it's not changing pages or changing calendars. A lot of people say, well, the old year's gone. Throw away the old December calendar. Pick up another one, a new year. That's what New Year's means to them. New Year's, I think every year we come, could this be the year? David, as Brother Branham goes on to say, put your future in his hands. Don't look to anything else. The Bible would say, my times are in your hands. Brother Branham would say, my time belongs to him. I am his. I am in his hand because he holds the time. I don't know what the future holds, but I know he holds the future. So he who holds the future holds me. Why should I then think about setting forth this, what's this or the other new year? I just put myself in his hands. Will COVID go on and be here next year? I don't know. But as long as I'm in his hands, I'm going to be okay. And he says, God knows he holds the future. David didn't know what the future was, but he knowed that God had the future. I don't know what the future is. None of us do, but we know he holds the future. Amen. So we trust in him. We have, uh, over the year, we've had different brothers that come and minister our annual meetings. We would have loved to have our brother Ron Spencer come, but we had a video meeting again this year. The Lord willing, we want to change that. We know Brother Ron has been going through a, a great struggle, a great battle, but he's also an example for us about how we live despite all the circumstances being against us. I've asked Brother Ron to give us a greeting, if you can play that now, Brother Ethan. God bless you. Brother Ed Hammermeister. God bless you, Edmonton Tabernacle. Um, so good to be able to greet you again. 
We certainly love you with all of our hearts, and we thank you for this opportunity to be able to speak to you by this way. Today we have celebrated two years of since the doctors told me that we had cancer. God had warned us and spoke to us that he'd be with us over the next, over the last months of that, that year, that he would be with us and he'd actually spoke to us that he would use us like never before. The scripture tells us, I'll never leave you, I'll never forsake you, but I'll be with you to the end of the world. And I haven't been able to travel like I would like to or do things I'd like to. As a matter of fact, in the coming days, they're, they're telling me that we will have to go on to another chemo. Doctors have done all that they can do, and they're uh, fighting a fight against the darkness of cancer. But we know when doctors have come to the end of their ropes, that's when Jesus takes a hold. The Lord has given us strength to be able to stand and preach on Sunday mornings here. And uh, we, we are very privileged and thankful for that. Uh, we know this, that nothing can stop God's word. Nothing can stop us as children of God's. So may our testimony be a testimony. I remember the first time that I came to Edmonton and there I would meet many friends. I know all the Saskatoon pies that I'm missing now and I, I, I certainly love the family and home there. Brother Harold Hildebrand had been an incredible role model to me uh, through the years. And I, I just so love Brother Harold and Sister Leanne and their children, Brother Ed and Sister Sandy, uh, Brother Andrew Dodd. And, you know, whether you know this or not, never let it be taken for granted, but God's given you an incredible ministry there. And that ministry will take you to the coming of the Lord. And we see as the world has fallen apart, we gather ready to the today to step into a new year. New year that will bring new challenges. COVID has brought us challenges. Satan's Edens has brought us incredible challenges. Politicians don't have an answer. Doctors don't have an answer. But I'll tell you who's got the answer, and that's our Lord Jesus Christ. And send us a message of preparation. Brother Brown would say, make a statement like this. He said, when the weakest of Christians fall on their knees, the kingdom of hell shakes. So remember what your position is. Maybe it's not to be a preacher. Maybe it's not to be a musician, singer, whatever it is. Janitor of the church, no matter what it is, you're a child of God. And your life shakes the kingdom of hell. Brother Man would tell us this, that George Washington was perseverant at Valley Forge. All the odds was against him. The enemy was across the river, but after all night in prayer, the American soldiers with no shoes on their feet, about one-third of them had shoes. And they crossed that river, the valley forge, and through that ice, musket bullets went through his coat. But he had an answer from God. And there was no need of him backing down. Nothing could stop him then. And he crossed it because he was persistent. He had heard from God. And if there's anything, Edmonton, Elkton, wherever we are at in the world, we've heard from God. 
We've heard it through the lips of a prophet. We've heard it by the angel of the Lord. We've heard it by the mightiest preachers that God could ever put in this age. When he was choosing, he chose his best to stand in this day. I'm glad that I can stand shoulder to shoulder with men like you, Brother Ed. Although my shoulder's a little shorter than yours. But I'm honored to be able to stand with you. John would relate it like this. I saw a new heaven and a new earth. For the first heaven and the first earth were passed away and there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, the new Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. And he will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. And God himself shall be with them and be their God. I don't, I don't know how much better that could be. That's our future. I'd say our future looks really good. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes. And there shall be no more death and neither sorrow nor crying. Nor there shall, neither shall there be any more pain. For the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. And he said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done. I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I give unto the him that is a thirst, the fountain of water of life freely. And he that overcometh shall inherit all things. And I will be his God. And they shall be my son. If there's anything that I can say to you to encourage you, Brother Ed, Brother Lynn, all the people that are sitting in the audience today, is there's anything I can encourage you to do is run like you've never run before. Maybe your energies may be dwindled a bit. You're dangerous. Because your prayers shake kingdoms. Run with this race like never before. It's more than a change of a diet or the change of I'm going to exercise better or I'm going to pray more. I'd say this to you. Put everything in this world aside and serve God like never before. Be rapture ready. We've heard the starting gun. But now we can see the finish line. For some of us, the finish line will come quicker. But whatever it is, run this race with everything that is within you. Brother Ed, God bless you. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to be a blessing to your audience. I thank you for every prayer that you've prayed for us. Thank you that you've been by our side. We love you with all of our hearts. One day, we'll look across the table and go, we made it. It'll be worth it all. No matter what struggle that you have in your life, it'll be worth it all. 
I love you with all of my heart. And I bring you greetings from Brother Andrew, Brother Matthew, Brother William, the other ministry that we have here. I bring you greetings from our audience here. We love you with all of our hearts. I'm glad that we can say we're one of them. God bless you. brothers would come, the quartet would come and sing, well, there is none like you, we'll sing that as they come. There is none like you, no one else can touch my heart like you do, I could search I'd like to insert something here, just on my own behalf, my family. Uh, I just want to thank each one of you for many prayers that you've prayed for our families, different things that have come about, and God has been so faithful to us. And I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, I appreciate each and every one of you. May God richly bless you. If I've done anything that would offend anybody, I pray that you'd come to me. I want to make those things right because I know, as we just heard, we're at the brink of eternity, friends, and I, I want to stand sure and know that I have nothing, nothing between my soul and my Savior. And I just pray that God will richly bless each one of your homes and may you a uh, happy new year to you, and God bless each one. We love you. Amen. want to hear the story of how I made it through when life is full of trouble pain and fear the answer may sound simple though everything else crumbles one thing has remain through all the years I still serve an amazing God He's been with me every mile my weary feet have trod He still cares He still hears he's still mending broken hearts and drying tears and this old world is bound to change 
who always stays the same and my song will ever be amazing God you're still amazing God who parted water still makes a way today. He always brought me through the troubled seas. The one who fed the thousands, whose words could calm the tempest. He's my bread of life, and He's my peace. I still serve an amazing God. He's been with me every mile, my weary feet have trod. He still cares. bless you brothers God bless you each one we're coming to the end here and we're going to 
dismiss everyone. I just do want to acknowledge just a few people that are a blessing to us continually. We've got some wonderful trustees. Each one's different. Each one brings a talent. Brother Ray, Brother Ron Vanderlees, Brother Marion, Brother Tim, Brother Norbert. God bless you, brothers, for your labors, and uh, we're appreciative of what they give to this body. I also want to acknowledge our deacons, Brother Jake, who's not here tonight, Brother Allen. God bless you, Brother Allen, Brother, Brother Jarrett, Brother Dwayne, Brother Tito. We thank God for these brothers and their service to us. Let's just give them a hand, if we would, please. also want to acknowledge the minister brothers that work with us. I, I'm, I'm so blessed by what I see God doing in their lives and how they minister to us as a church, to myself. And I thank God that this message that we believe, it's not just passed on intellectually, but it's real, it's alive, it's in the gifts that are in the body. So I want to thank our brother John um, Perizok, he's not with us. He told me he's in the Far East. So um, he's listening in tonight, Brother John. God bless you. Brother John helps in so many ways. He's uh, there in the podcast. He's there. The young peoples, he's there in different ways. Our Brother Max, um, to have a little short brother that just is a fireball comes from Africa and has an Irish accent is beyond comprehension. <laughs> but we appreciate our brother Max. Brother Max, we're, he's coming home tomorrow. Lord willing, he'll be ministering next Sunday night. And um, brother Moses, God bless you, brother. We, we've, we've been blessed by your ministry this last year, and we thank you for your labors and uh, and, you know, the spirit, I, I would like to say the spirit among the brothers is wonderful. And, uh, and for what we do in labor, for Brother Andrew, he fills so many different places, the podcast, the young peoples. What you may not know is that it's been, you know, since the COVID, we couldn't gather together. Brother Andrew felt it on his heart that we should have a time of prayer. And there's a group of brothers that come together regularly here in prayer. And Brother Andrew leads that and watches over that. So we thank him. May God bless him. May God bless the families of these brothers for what they do. And uh, we just are thankful and for the Spirit of God. We're thankful for the, the Dodd family that's here. There's three ministers. Um, as we know, Brother Tim gave a little brief time. Brother Andrew and Brother Stephen is also here. Brother Stephen's ministered for us twice the last little while. The Lord willing, we're going to hear... Brother Stephen's son sing for us on Sunday. We're going to have Brother Tim, if he agrees to what I I, I've proposed. And if he doesn't, just take it up with the congregation, Brother Tim, because they've all agreed that, that they'd love to hear from you on Sunday. And if, if you could do that for us, we would be honored if you could just take the service on Sunday morning. That would work out really well because I found out we were invited out tomorrow and I probably wouldn't have the time to study. So I think it'd be best... That if, if Brother Tim would, would do that. <laughs> oh, my. We had, we had uh, Brother Simon and Sister Pramila had their 25th anniversary. 
Um, also on the same day, we didn't mention it, but Brother Sam and Sister Carol Lentz had their 58th anniversary. So you talk about a high degree of fossilization. That's, that's Brother Sam and Sister Carol. And that's his own words. That's not my words. So we're thankful for that. There's many that we don't see here tonight. Uh, Sister Helen Bablitz, God bless you where you are. Sister Elizabeth Jorgensen. There's others that we don't see all the time. Sister Helen too. Sister Doreen Thomas. There's some that we, we haven't seen, but Sister Hilda Laval, Brother the Laval family, we want to remember them. Different ones. God bless you. We love you. We appreciate you. We, we value the body of Christ. Amen. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to close this part. I'm going to ask Brother, Brother Michael just to lead us in a couple of songs, and we're going to close in a word of prayer. But let's just stand together. Let's just sing, Lead me, Lord, and I will follow. And uh, this will kind of wind things down. But we're looking forward to what God has. We're not approaching it with dread because we're in Christ. And in Christ, we'll find our way. Lead me, Lord, I will follow.
first song, and I thank God for the lighthouse. Are you thankful for the lighthouse tonight? Amen. And I thank God for that old lighthouse where I owe my life to Him. For Jesus is the lighthouse, and from the rocks of sin. song I know we'll said that already but Lord I lift your name on high just we change the order amen as brother Ed would come and close his service amen we just want to lift his name on high and give him praise and honor and glory amen Lord I lift your name on high Lord I love to sing your praises I'm so glad Come on. 
just play something softly, Sister Angie? We're going to close in a word of prayer. I don't, I'm not one who would be much on a resolution other than I would be just to say, Lord, I want to be more yielded to you. It's not what I can do, but it's what you can do in me. And, and if, if you look at it this way, there's two great forces coming to a head. And the, and the enemy is taking whatever vessels he can use to achieve his purpose. And God is taking whatever vessels he can use. And he could use us a lot more if we could yield a little more to him. So it's not about us stopping something, doing something, achieving something, but it's about us yielding to Him. So I want to just, we're going to close in prayer, and I, I want you just to think on that as we, we come. And if you're near your family and you're near your wife and you want to take her hand or you're near your children, but just gather together. Maybe if we can, we can just play softly, we might sing a bit, but just take these hands, just play that softly. You know, if, if we can give to Him, what can He do? Because we realize that our strength fails, our best intentions fail, our, our dreams can get dashed, we're going to have ups, we're going to have downs, but let's just say, Lord, I, I want you to take a greater part of me. Why don't we bow our heads? You just want to, you've been here tonight, you've we've been a little longer, we've taken our time, but we believe that we're giving to God. Heavenly Father, as we just stop this moment at the close of this service, we want to just say thank you for your faithfulness, Lord. Not just tonight, Lord, we've sensed as we've looked and sang specials, as we've heard testimonies, these are living spirits, reflections of you, Lord. The songs, the testimonies, the expressions, it tells us there's a God that's alive and he dwells in a people. And Lord, as we've just gathered here tonight, in this church, there's families gathered together outside this church, maybe in homes, there's families. But Lord, we just want to say, first of all, forgive us of our shortcomings. Help us, Lord, that we don't live in the past. Help us that we can forgive, that we can also forget, and that, Lord, we can go on with you. As Paul would say, forgetting those things that are in the past, I press forward to the mark of the high calling. Lord, we want to find ourselves more caught up in you than ever before. To do that, Lord, maybe we have to, maybe you call us to shut some doors behind us once in a while to enter into a chamber. Maybe you call us to not be so engaged and distracted. But, oh, Lord, may you be the love of our life. May you be the one that is the center 
of our goals and our dreams. Lord, if there's someone who doesn't know you, it's not about following a church doctrine or a set of rules. It's about coming to know you, Lord. I pray, Lord, you see there's also some that in our families that are not here, that are not in the fold. While we're standing here tonight, Lord, we remember them. And we'd ask that your spirit would not leave them, that your mercy would run after them, that your grace would catch them, Lord, and bring them in, Father. Don't leave one behind, Lord. Father, while we're here tonight, we pray for one another. We recognize that we're going to need one another more, not the person, but the Christ in that person. And we're asking, Lord, may we be more of a Christ to one another. May there be more of a love and an understanding. We know that that's the capstone that comes down. But, oh God, let us be real Christians. Let us live as you want us to live. Tonight as we go home, as we finish out this year, we thank you for keeping us. Lord, I pray you'd keep everyone on the way home. As we go into a new year, Lord, we don't know what the future holds, but we know you hold the future. May your blessing be on every home and every family. Now we commit all these things to you, and we ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Let's just sing, Take These Hands. Take these hands and lift them up.